Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. Today is March 31st, 2020. I'm broadcasting today from the beautiful uh, bright red desk here on the Upper East Side on a beautiful Sunday. Uh, it is just gorgeous outside. So um hope you are enjoying spring wherever you are. And we're going to talk today on the blurb about the upcoming uh, the upcoming week. Um, we are in eclipse season. Kind of came in a little faster than I thought. You know, last week I was like, yeah, the eclipses are coming. You know, the back half of the week looks a little rough. That, you know, sometimes you just don't know how exciting it's going to be until it happens. Um, so let's talk <clears throat> a little bit about this week. And, you know, we know when eclipses happen that everybody gets much more excited than they normally are. And this particular eclipse season is very juicy. As I had mentioned before, um, we have three of them. So usually we only have two. And what eclipses happen is when they, um, when the nodes, when the sun gets within 15 degrees of the node of fate, we have an eclipse when the moon catches him. And, and the nodes of fate are where the sun and the moon leave love notes for each other for six months, and then they meet, you know, twice a year, and they have a little, little dance, a little assignation. <clears throat> a little happy time, or or not, as the case may be, um, but they they activate each other, and so now we're in this space of okay, we're in eclipse season. There's a forward motion energy. We're trying to get this up and going, and so instead of just two eclipses, which we normally have this this month, we're going to have three, which means the eclipse season runs for eight weeks instead of the normal six. So it's new moon from last Friday. To full moon, which is this week on Friday, the 5th, June 5th, and then then go to new moon on June 21st. That one's a big one. That one's on the world point. That's the same eclipse cycle we had in 9-11. Then two more weeks to the full moon on July 5th. Well, whose birthday is the 4th of July, right? So we have an eclipse on our birthday. And those of you who've studied astrology and had eclipses on your birthday know that makes it be a really big year, right? So and we also have, you know, on the uh, on the chart, we have we had Mercury out of bounds. He's come back in. Uh, but Venus is, uh, I'm sorry, Mercury and Venus were both out of bounds. Venus has come back in, but Mercury is still out of bounds. And we know when planets are out of bounds, they cause a bit more of confusion, Right and and you know when I explain out of bounds planets to someone I say, you know it's kind of like a, a out of bounds ball in baseball. It's a home run. It's absolutely fabulous, or it can be a line drive into the stands where there's blood and guts and a problem, you know. And depending on what's going to happen, they're going to go one way or the other. So, in this particular case, I went. I think it was a line drive into the stands. Right? I think we can all agree with that. So, we opened on Monday uh, Memorial Day. Gemini, Monday, Moon, talking to us, and Mercury and Venus hanging out. We opened up with bright and early in the morning here in New York City. Uh, we had the filming of the bird watcher in Central Park where she threatened to call, she did call the police, and but had threatened him, I'm going to call the police and tell him I'm being attacked by an African American. So that kind of was the beginning of the week in the, uh, in the story. And then later in the day, Gemini always wants double, right? We, with Gemini, we always have doubles. We had uh, Mr. Lloyd murdered in Minneapolis by police, kneeling on him. And um, 
you know, we the one we saw was the one guy kneeling on him, but now there's been videos released that there were actually three people kneeling on him, you know, the other side of the story kind of thing. So the whole thing with Gemini, and I think it's really instructive because Mercury is still out of bounds, right? And he's pretty far out. He's right now, today, he's at 24-29. And when he's out of bounds, he's in, you know, he's in... Uh, uh, Gemini, and he's going to go into Cancer, right, which makes him more emotional. But he was out of bounds on, on Memorial Day when, when these two events happened, and uh, off off we were to the races, right? So, um, and out of bounds, out of bounds planets do that. They make, they amplify everything, right? So Venus came back in, and everybody kind of largely forgot about, and interestingly, they were both Coopers. Everybody notice that? Cooper, Cooper, two, you know, doublets. Whenever you hear alliterative like that, you go, oh, double, okay? And, of course, his name was George Lloyd, which are both two first names, right? So Mercury talking to us. And our job when we have that is pay attention. Now, Mercury, of course, right after that happened, Memorial Day, he hit the nodes and he went into cancer. And now he's in cancer, so as the moons change, Mercury's going to be in cancer for a while. He has an upcoming retrograde. And he is out of bounds right now. And so as the moons change, the stuff really shifts every two and a half days when he goes into a new sign. So just know we're kind of entering a wild emotional ride because Mercury in Cancer is going to be very responsive to the moon. And the moon is the public. The moon is our emotions. The moon is our feelings. So we're going to be really riding some pretty big emotional tides. Um, as we go forward into eclipse season, you know, so we have a full moon on Friday on June fifth, right? You know, if we can't get a little more excited, and then next week we're going to have Mars in Pisces come to meet Neptune in Pisces. Now, one of the other things, Mars in Pisces, of course, there's there's two signs of slavery in the chart, uh, and this is traditional astrology, you know, not not telling you anything that you wouldn't find if you looked up old astrology books. The Virgo house is the house of public servants and of servants. And that's the house, back in the old days, there used to be a thing called indentured servants, where you could come and work your passage off. You know, someone would pay for you, but they would employ you for a while. And you were a Virgo, you were a worker for them. And then you would be, you know, trained and set free. Or... You know, Virgo House, you would apprentice to someone. You would go off at 14 and get apprenticed to someone for seven years, Saturn, and then, you know, be trained in your craft. The other kind of slavery was the Pisces House, and that was the kind that we think of more uh, traditionally in the form of I own you, right? So Mars is in Pisces right now, which is the sign of slavery. Mars is, of course, anger, and Mars is, of course, fluid, now, we also opened with Memorial Day. We also saw all those pictures of everybody in the pool, Mars and Pisces, the water, partying, Pisces, but also, you know, spreading the virus, right? So the word got out that, you know, the Lake of the Ozarks people, some of them had the virus. Surprise, surprise. Mars is coming to Neptune next week. So this isn't over until Mars gets to Neptune. I mean, like, like in a ways. Our job... You know, I looked at this and I went, holy shit. 
excuse my French for those of you with younger listeners, but Mars and Pisces, I was thinking, oh, well, we're going to get all emotional about stuff, but it's really going to be just the virus spreading around and nobody paying attention to it because when Mercury was in Pisces earlier in the year, that was when the virus spread around in New York because it, you know, in New York's Mercury is 22 Capricorn, and all those travelers that came here brought the virus from Europe, right? So this one kind of surprised me. Um, and I mean, I knew the week the week was going to be a little intense, but what this says to me is this is the this is like when we're in the easy season. So when I tell you to get a food supply in, you get a food supply in because these this means that when Mars gets in Aries, the sign of the war, right? This is Pisces. These are people without weapons, rioting, you know, breaking things, looting them whatever. And again, there's a whole bunch of stories that it wasn't actually the people doing it, but the bricks were the bricks were set there and you know, there were a couple of videos of a guy breaking the auto zone and then, you know, George Soros owns the autos. I mean, it's like the, the stuff that's out there with Mars and Pisces, you know, you want to just look at it and go, "Okay, I'm watching it. I'm seeing it, but what do I have to do to take care of myself?" And you need to pay attention to these things and take care of yourself. Get your food supply in. Get your water supply in. Get the food for your pets in. Because this is Pisces. These are the slaves revolting, quote-unquote. And I mean that in a you know literal astrological term. I'm not referring to the people who were revolting, but uh, rioting and stuff. But when the Mars and Aries comes, that's the guys with the machine guns that we saw in Michigan. Because that was Mercury and Aries. And when that guy said... It's the Wild West. I thought, they're going to be shooting us with those guns. And I actually had a client say that to me. She said, you know, they really want to shoot those guns at us. And I said, yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way. Uh, but you're right. They probably do want to shoot us with those guns. So when Mars goes into Aries, where he's going to be for six months from June 25th through early January, we are going to have some serious uh, red. Mars in Aries is red and Mars is bullets. So you want to kind of just know that this eclipse, which is the precursor to what we're going to be working on for the next six months until we get to the eclipses in December, is big. And then the other part is Gemini, you know, the nodes are in Gemini Sag. So there's a real desire then to say us versus them. Them, they did it, they did it, us versus them. Sagittarius, of course, is fire. When, ni- when these nodes were in Sagittarius uh, 19 years ago, we had the Trade Center. There was a fire there, and it killed a lot of people. Uh, it was flying fire in that case. In this case, it's fire on the ground, but it still counts. So our job is to really be very, very conscious in this and to really pay attention to our own internal world. And we all have to do our Saturns. We all have to think about, well, what actually is going on? And as Mercury formed an inconjunct to Saturn and Aquarius, you know, if you can divide a people, if you can get people divided and fighting and arguing, it's very easy to maneuver them. If you can get them afraid, it's very easy to maneuver them. And I'm I'm totally good. You know, people yell at me about the virus. It's not dangerous. It's not whatever. I'm like, you know, this is a new virus. When we, when the Spanish came and they interviewed, introduced uh, smallpox to the Aztec population. You know, Christopher Columbus went home from the United States and brought syphilis back to Europe. You know, th- when it's a new virus, you pay attention. You know, my father was a doctor, so he used to infect us. 
know, one child would get a cold. He'd stick his finger in the mouth. This is an Aries, so he can do things like this. He'd stick his finger in the mouth of one of us, and then he'd stick it in the other two kids. So we all got sick at the same time. And my mother, my mother would be like, oh, you know. And, you know, what, my brother got worms. Remember those little worms you scratched your pooty with? Well, my brother would get worms. We'd all have to have worm medicine. You know, it's like, you know, it's the medical house. So I'm, like, very respectful I'm a Virgo. We had wet wipes here in the office wiping down the keyboard for the last 20 years when my assistants have been here, right? So we have to be honoring. I'm honoring the virus as a virus. I'm a risk factor. You may not honest it. I'm okay. But we all have to recognize the dividing energy that is up in the air, Saturn-Pluto. We did my discussion group today, but, of course, we can't meet in the house, so we did a Zoom meeting, and one of the women uh, who normally can't come because she's in L.A., she dialed in from L.A. and she says, I was rereading Richard Tarnas's book on Saturn and Pluto conjunction, that chapter. She said, that's really scary. That's all what's happening. So I point you to that book again. And your job, we all have to do our Saturns. We all have to do our Saturns. That is how we get through this. My Saturn is in Scorpio. I do this podcast. I do the Astrology Hub. I'm probably going to start writing more because people can resonate with the writing. I did a, I did a column this week on we're going into whitewater rafting. You know, Mars and Pisces talking to Neptune. Oh, that's a whitewater rafting analogy, Anne. And what was the ra- what would the rafting do? They'd say when you fall out of the raft, keep your feet going downstream, watch out for the rocks, and we'll pick you up around the bend. And then, you know, this all takes off. So I'm like, okay. We do your Saturn. My Saturn is giving you astrology information, how to work with the week. Your Saturn is whatever it is. Your children's Saturn, your partner's Saturn, you know, your dog's Saturn. Everybody's got a Saturn. We all should do it and honor it and really, really, really focus on it because that is how we stay grounded and that is how we get through this. That is how we get through this to the other side. That's the goal, to get through the rapids to the other side where it calms down. And it is going to be a wild ride. When this stuff went off this week, I went, wow, that means the fall is going to be friggin' crazy. Get your food supply. Take care of yourself. Get it in place. You've heard me talking about it. Some of you, every time I do a reading, I say, now make sure you get your food supply. Somebody's like, oh, I have all my food. I have the cat food. I have the dog food. I have a freezer for the cat food because I cook the cat food with rice. I'm like, wow, you cook your cat right. You cook your pet's food with rice? Chicken and rice? Well, we're vegetarians, so we don't really. We don't, I'm like, wow, I'm going to come eat at your house. Your cats eat better than I do. Um, but yeah, it's honoring, honoring that we are all in this together, and our job, as best we can, is to stay united. When you're in that raft, they say, okay, we're going to go over towards that rock, and then we're going to hit a curve, we're going to hang a right, and then we're going to go over that rock, and they sit you at the beginning of the the rapid thing, you know, because there's little rapids as you go down the river. They're not, it's not the whole river. And they go, okay, we're going to go there, and then we're going to go there, and then we're going to go there. And they kind of train you in where you're going, right? And so you know, and when you get there, then you're going to paddle like crazy. And then when you get there, then you're going to, you know. So you want to kind of think of your team. Who's in your team? Somebody posted, and I thought it was a great analogy, that movie Meryl Streep did a few years back with Kevin Bacon, and she did it. She she did all her own stunts, and her kids didn't believe it. But she did all her own stunts in that movie on the white on the whitewater rafting. Right? We're in whitewater, and our job is to make sure we get through to the other side. And the way we do that is we work as a team. 
That's what happens in the raft. They say, okay, and you guys are going to publish, and you guys are going to pause, and you're all going to paddle when we get to this part, and we're all going to turn here. It's teamwork is how we get there. Working together as a team, not agreeing to be divided and conquered, not agreeing to be divided and split, understanding what is our vision of how we want to do it and where we want to go. Now, the the eclipse that we're going to have on Friday, it's a full moon eclipse. It takes us back to December 5th of 2018. It takes us back to September 5th of last year. And now we have the full moon. It is at 15 degrees of Sag. If you have anything at 15, it's going to be very activated, which is... Um, you also are going to have, on the first and the second this week, we're going to have the Sun-Venus conjunction in Gemini. And the Sun-Venus are meeting at 13 Gemini with Venus retrograde. She's not out of bounds uh, for the conjunction, which is good. And she's turning into a morning star. The Aztecs knew when she was a morning star, she was a warrior. So she's got nine and a half months of being a warrior ahead of her when she rose in the morning before the sun. And she rises suddenly. You know, it's a, it's a very yang energy when Venus is a morning star. And the Aztec watched, and they went, wow, she's turning into a morning star. We're going to have a little trouble because they, they, their zodiac was based on Venus. So as she turns, but also this kind of wraps up the story that began last August, August 15th. That was the last Venus-Sun conjunction. And my assistant, Rachel, was getting married, and she had said four years earlier, on the retrograde conjunction, which is the one we're going to have in a couple of days, she'd said, I decided I wasn't going to date any of those idiots I'd dated before. I was going to date only good guys. And she met Spencer, and they fell in love and got married and have two wonderful cats. My assistant, Rose, had been in a play that she thought was kind of bad, and she thought, I can write a better play than this. And she did. She wrote the play, and it's going to get produced. Not this fall, because we're going to have Broadway shut, but next fall. I had a problem with my foot, which actually finally got solved after four years of walking around trying to get the foot problem fixed. So that four years is finishing, and now we're starting a new four years in the Gemini area of your house, your chart. So think about what happened four years ago in June in 16, four years ago in 12, four years ago in 8, four years before that in uh, 4, four years before that in 2000. Just go back into the Gemini times and think back in four-year increments. This is an internal one because the Venus is in an inferior position, meaning she's doesn't mean she's inferior, actually means she's interior. We like to think interior rather than inferior. But that means she's trapped between the sun and the earth and going retrograde. So our job with this is to really, you know, focus on our hopes and dreams. Then right after that, we have a full moon that wants to get them out in the world. And then we are into really some good old eclipse energy. Remember, Mercury is going to be in Cancer, and he's going to be there, and he's out of bounds. So the conversations, the emotions, the feelings, every two and a half days, it's going to be real important to pay attention to the moon section when I start it. Every two and a half days, he's going to emotionally shift and go into a new emotional expression, right? Uh, and we're going to really feel that change when he shifts into something new. And then when we get to, uh, so we're going to watch when the moon shifts because it's going to give us a whole different expression of, of what he's asking for. The Venus-Sun conjunction takes place with the moon in Scorpio, so it's a very passionate Venus-Sun conjunction, very intense. And then the rest of the week, of course, has you know the fun, the other fun things that we get used to every week. 
And, you know, somebody said, you know, there haven't been any three-page weeks. I said, do you really want any three-page weeks? I'm having enough trouble with a one-page week. And this is a one-page week, but it's intense because we're in eclipse season. All of you know when I go, the eclipses are coming, the eclipses are coming, you want to go, okay, the eclipses are coming, let me pay attention. Now, this also closes up the story from last uh, winter, you know, the August, the December 26th eclipse, and the eclipse that Harry and Meghan quit on, the one on January 9th or 12th, whatever, that first one, those first two. closes those up. And uh, we begin another chapter because it's kind of like that, that we kind of resolve those issues. And eclipses always make us feel we have to take action. We can't stand it a second longer. But in actual fact, this has been a problem for a little while. And so you're going to have this sense of I have to do something, I have to do something, which we're seeing with the protests and we're seeing with the, the stuff going on. And we also recognize we're going to have this eclipse in our life. So where do you have stuff at 15 of the mutables? And then also what happened in December of 18 and what happened in September of last year? Because those stories are now you're really seeing the stuff really clearly on a whole new level. Right? Does that make sense? Um, and we honor the ancient astrology that said Pisces is the sign of the owned slaves. Mars is in Pisces. The owned slaves are not agreeing to be owned anymore and mars is going to be in very strong square to the eclipse degrees so um there's a real revolution taking place and you know it it is a it is a time there's time for it we saw it in living color and when you watched uh amy cooper weaponize uh christian cooper's blackness and threaten him in liberal New York in Central Park at 8, eight ten in the morning. And then later that day you watched four cops kill someone in broad daylight. And you heard that man call out for his mother. We need to, we need to deal with this. We need to deal with this in a new way, in a new approach. And everybody has to step up. And let me tell you, if you don't step up, you're part of the problem. My assistant Rose has a shirt that says, if you're not protesting unjust situations you're part of the problem and we need to get our act together so that we get through this on the other to the other side we need to paddle that little canoe that little whitewater raft properly so we don't all get thrown out and run you know ram our head against the rocks i mean this is big you know i you know i i don't know what to say i just, you know i sat here thinking about what i normally i just get on and i talk i don't really think about what i want to say but this I was like, no, this is Mars and Pisces. Mars and Pisces to Neptune. And also, Neptune is deception. There's a lot of deception going on. So you really need to apply your own thought process to this and think about what you think about it. And think about what you see and what you know and understand where this is setting off stuff in you. And also, you know, the videotapes, there was a guy, you know, I saw it, smashing the AutoZone windows. It was a white guy. It was a cop from Minneapolis. They doxed him. They found. They posted his picture. His wife, ex-wife identified him. This is scary stuff, people. We need to really be on this. We need to be on this, and we need to be conscious, and we need to be clear, and we need to really, really, really pay attention to like what's going on, and more importantly, how do we take care of our people? These are major transits we're going through, 
And let me tell you, I did not see this come. I mean, I knew it was going to be a stressful week and yada, yada. But this was like, oh, wow, oh, wow. That means that the fall is really going to be wild, right, going to be wild. And you want to get your food supply in and make sure you're in a safe place. You know where your water is. You know where your community is. You know your tribe. And you're good. So I know I've gone a long time without giving you any info. I apologize for a long-winded, long-winded thing here. Okay, so today the moon is in Libra. Uh, it was in Virgo in the morning, went into Libra, and now it's in Libra today. Uh, it will be in Libra on Monday, the 1st of June. It will be in Libra on Tuesday, the 2nd of June. It goes void at 6.40 in the morning, East Coast time, and it goes void with a... Um, uh, square to Jupiter, Moon square Jupiter and Capricorn. Normally we like Jupiter and Capricorn, but this is like we're going to really see what we did. Um, it's void from 6.40 in the morning to 12.06 p.m. So it's void Monday morning, or Tuesday morning rather, and then it goes into Scorpio on Tuesday. So it's in Scorpio, 12.08, 12.06 p.m. Tuesday. So Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday, Thursday, goes void at 7.36 a.m. on Thursday morning, and it goes void with a sextile to Jupiter. Moon, sextile, Jupiter, and Capricorn, flirt, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, very fertile. I don't know, we're flirty. I'm getting, well, it could be flirty, too. It's moon and Scorpio. Uh, but it is uh, fertile, very fertile aspect. And that, of course, is when the Sun-Venus conjunction happens. It happens on Wednesday at 1.44 p.m. So the closing aspect on Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday, is good. Moon is void Thursday morning until 1.17 p.m. when it goes into Sagittarius. And it's in Sagittarius Thursday afternoon, Friday all day, Saturday until 12.10 a.m., 10 minutes after midnight. And it goes void with a square to Neptune. Now, that means that this full moon is a full moon, but then it squares Neptune at the end. So we really do anticipate a lot of tension and anxiety for the next uh, little bit here. And then it is in uh, its void on Saturday the 6th, and it goes into Capricorn at 3.44 p.m. So it's in Capricorn on Saturday night, Saturday afternoon night, Sunday the 7th. And then it goes void at 2.06 p.m. on the 8th of June with a conjunction to Jupiter. Um, so moon in Libra is very much communication, but it's got a hard closing aspect with a square to Capricorn, which is what we do with it. The Scorpio one is very productive and very active and very happy, and it gets a lot accomplished. That's the Tuesday afternoon, the Wednesday one. Um, the Sag moon is a little bit mixed, a lot of... Illusion and delusion, and it's also the full moon and lunar moon, a very emotional moon, uh, and it's got a square to Neptune. So it also has an element of you're not really seeing it. And then the Capricorn moon on the weekend, down to earth. Um, Saturday, down to earth, grounding, grounding, down to earth, right? So it's going to ground us on Saturday and Sunday, the 7th. Um, the energy of Mars coming in to join Neptune is not complete until next week on the 13th, the closing quarter. So as these riots began right after the new moon on Friday, we may be running with them for a while, okay? Um, they may actually go till next week on the 13th. Hopefully not, but, um, you know, the energy's up, the eclipse is up, it's a full moon, and it's big. Uh, intense days, very intense on Tuesday, uh, stressful intense on Wednesday, Easy flowing on Thursday, stressful intense on Friday on the full moon, 
and argumentative and intense on Sunday. So we kind of have, I you know no, it's a rough week, I hear you. And you're kind of like, Ann, when are these going to be over? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> well, actually, I do. But if I told you it's going to not be, it's going to be like this till next year, you're going to stop calling in. So, uh, you know, whatever. We have to go through it pace by pace. I mean, that's the whole point. We're living in the moment, right? We can't, we, we, the astrology is really helpful. It shows us what's going on, but it doesn't really show us, right? It shows us, but it kind of, it, it shows us in a way where we don't really see it. We see it, but we don't see it. So, you know, for example, I had Mars and Pisces, you know, Mars and Pisces in the first on in my house. So I'm like a little, I'm aware Mars is coming. From, I got a Pisces moon in the first house. And, uh, you know, Tuesday I slipped in cat vomit, went down like a thump. Now, four years, five years ago, I went down in 2016, actually, probably right around the same time. I went down and broke the seven, seven bones in my feet. So this time I just came flying around the camp, the, flying around, running to the computer because I had an appointment, and I hit that cat vomit, went up and came down, and just kind of bruised myself. Well, it was a sextile this time, you know. So we know the aspects, but we don't know that we're going to slip in cat vomit. We just, you know, that's the bad part about astrology. It doesn't say, and run around the corner in a darkened room without having cleaned up the cat vomit. That You heard that cat vomit. You know, you're going to slip in it. <laughs> so that's the other part is we can give you the energy and then your job is to go, oh, that's how it's going to show up. All right, so um, the British lady is going to be mad at me, but I'm going to go over. Uh, the sun this week is going from 11 Gemini to 18 and has stressful aspects on the 1st of June with Jupiter and on the 6th of June with Saturn and a square with the sun with Mars on the 6th of June. And she also has a he also has a stressful aspect with Athena. He does meet up with Venus. Thank you. That's the nice part. And he does have a biquintile to Pluto on the 8th. He meets up with Venus on the 3rd, which is a new energy. But the sun is very stressed this week. He's in Gemini. He also is telling you multiple stories and Mercury's out of bounds in Cancer, so he's going to have all these emotional versions of stuff. And your job is to go, "Okay, I hear the emotion. I see it." Let me just calm down and breathe a little and think about what I want to do with that knowledge. Mercury this week is going from 5 uh, Cancer to 11 Cancer. And he has a square. And you're going to hear the bells ringing outside of my building because um, we I live near a hospital and we all cheer at 7, which I would be doing, but I'm not done with the podcast yet. Mercury squared uh, Juno. Uh, stress on partnership, new relations, new ideas on the 5th and 6th with the aspects to Uranus. And then a real stressful energy on the 6th. 6th is really a hard day. Uh, just, you know, it's the day after the full moon, of course. And then a lot of health aspects on the 6th and on the 8th. Venus this week is retrograde, of course, in Gemini. She's come back in bounds, so that's good news. Uh, she is going to have a sesquiquadrate with um, Athena as she goes backwards. She's now going to restart trace the steps and, and square all these energies. She has an aspect with the nodes on the first, so you make a decision about whether you want to stay. You can hear my people yelling out there, right? Um, she has a quintichile on with the node of fate on the second with a lot of energy around how to proceed. She has a big old fight on the second with Mars where she really loses it. And uh, she also has an argument with Pluto on the, the 6th of June, a little bit of a door slammer, that one. And then she's sesquiquadrate to uh, Jupiter on the 7th, and then she's squared to Ceres, the nurturing energy on the 8th. So 
Venus is a little bit mad this week. So you want to just know she's not happy. And um, you want to kind of just go, okay, Venus isn't happy. The sun isn't happy. Mercury's not happy. It's really a good week to take a vacation and not go out in the world. Oh, no, you're quarantined at home with your family. Okay, well, maybe hiding in the closet. You know, I don't know. Mars this week is at 18, it's 15, 14 Pisces going forward, getting to 16 and a half. And he has a semi-square to Athena, and he has a semi-square to Saturn. So he is under a lot of stress, and he's causing stress. Jupiter this week is contraparallel Athena on the second. That's a classic, they're telling you a fib aspect. So kind of watch for what the fib is you're being told. And Jupiter, of course, is retrograde in Capricorn, about 26 degrees. Saturn this week is... um, uh, at one Aquarius moving backwards, and he's adjusting the home and the hearth again on the sixth. See the sixth, big day. Vesta, lots of changes around the house on the first. I have a few people moving, and Vesta goes into Cancer um, as of June third. So she is going to change into Cancer, but she is also going to go over those nodes of fate and aspect them, and kind of pop it up into uh, a new direction on the first and the third. And then last but not least. Um, Athena enters Capricorn after being having spent some time in Aquarius. Athena's very smart in Aquarius. It's really important for you to apply your thinking skills and to think about, well, what do I have to do and how do I have to do it and what does it look like and what would be the best option for me to do? And I know that's a lot, and I know I've talked a lot because Mercury's out of bounds in Cancer, uh, and you know it's on my nose, so I get a little I get a little runny at the mouth, but. Um, you know, it's really a week to know that emotions are so, so high and people are so, so sensitive. And um, if, I, if I offended anybody by saying Mars in Pisces is slavery, I apologize. Mercury in Virgo is the servers that take care of us. You know, it's, that's just traditional astrology, right? Um, and understand that we all have to pay attention to where those energies are in our chart to understand how we work with them and to recognize that there's an opportunity here to really shift things and change things. That is what Saturn and Pluto wants. And our job is to really harness that energy in our own lives and to work with it in a way that we are building the life we want out of this transformation that we are going through as a collective. The world is going through it. We're all going through it. And if it gets a little hard out there this week because the moon is very emotional and the eclipses make us really heightened emotion, Take a time out. Go home. Remember it's a transit. Go hide in your closet. Go take a walk. Go sit in the bathtub for an hour or two. You know, really, really self-nurture this week because emotionally it's going to be a bit of a wild ride. Imagine you're in whitewater rafting. Watch that Meryl Street movie. And I know Kevin Bacon was so evil in it, wasn't he? <laughs> and her kids did not believe she did all the stunts. But this is a good week for a whitewater rafting redo. And maybe just go, you know, find, you know, those things on the Internet where they take you along on a whitewater raft uh, because that will, be, that will help you get through it. And I wish you much love. And, um, you know, hey, we're going through this together, right? Take care. Remember to paddle when we hit the bend. And if you fall out of the raft, feet first down the river, watch out for the rocks. We'll pick you up on the other side of the bend. Take care. Anne Rutley, signing off. Lots of love. Bye-bye.
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.